and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am the Bath Bomb Princess, Sarah, and this week we are continuing our road to the Royal Rumble with our best and worst of all time winners. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes, Spotify, all good Android podcasting sites. Just search Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Make sure you also follow us on social media. We are at Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Tell your friends, leave a review and a rating of our show. We do welcome all feedback. Also, don't forget, we are actually up for an award at the Independent Wrestling Awards for Media. So yes. Make sure you guys vote for us at independentwrestlingwars.com forward slash vote. And while you're at it, Stacey and Quacker are also up for Fan of the Year, so make sure you vote for them as well. Yeah. Woo! And uh, now it's time to meet my panel. Ooh. First off, <laughs> fresh from his spit roasting on last week's suplex retweet, Rumble Quiz. He is the greatest of all time at sweets, but he is awful at quizzes. It's the GOAT, David Campbell. Listen, alright, what happened last week was the equivalent to getting knocked out in the last 16 to the eventual winner of the Champions League. I don't feel bad about it, David Hockney was better in the day, but rest assured, it will not stand. And it will be avenged. I've got an angry goat. <laughs> oh no, I'm not angry. I've had a wee caramel macchiato, so I'm ready to go. I've got a buzz on. Woo! Here we go. Is that how they spread most these days? <laughs> Continuing on with my panel, (coughs) we haven't seen a champion who has caused this much of an uproar since Jinder Mahal, until just now. Somewhere in Bells Hill, Stephen Wilson is kicking himself for not waiting that just a little bit longer to cash in. It is David Hockney. Hi Sarah. And as the... uh, Don't you dare. Just... As the champ, I would like to express. Please move on. <laughs> for, for, for whatever anger any of you may have, can I just get you to just take a deep breath and just say. Piss off. Shanti. <laughs> Continuing on. Now, she made me so proud by doing so well in last week's quiz, and she still appears to be a thorn in David Campbell's side. Stacey Smith. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Stacey. You doing alright? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? I'm living the dream. Good. Rounding off my panelists. This man only agreed to come on the show if I made it extremely clear that he lasted two more rounds than David Campbell in last week's quiz. <laughs> it is the man with the turtleneck, Andy Mitchell. Hey, how's it going? I'm alright. I was very right? satisfied that I lasted longer than David. <laughs> <laughs> in the quiz! <laughs> so, you know. Just use your imagination. Whatever in. Whoever finds your Glasgow Uni boys are up to is on your business. You know, I mean, it is very close now. You know, he does have my Twitter password. So. I feel I've been objectified in the opening of this uh, podcast today. I'm going to pretend nothing happens, and you heard him with that smooth, sultry voice. It is the man behind the deck. It is Quacko, Aj. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's not. It's not the show without Quacko. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I'm, I'm not. I'm not handing out my resignation. I, I yeah, just love being here. That's what I get for being nice. I'm just for being nice. Oh, no, be nice. I love it. But nah, nah, you guys on the show, not me. Anyway, so yes, we are talking best and worst Rumble winners. So we'll start off. We're going to talk about the sorry negative side. We will talk about the negative side because then we'll end with a positive. What makes a bad or a worst Rumble winner? So David Campbell, I will start with you. 
what makes a bad Rumble winner? Like, you need to look at the WWE calendar as a whole to evaluate that statement. The perfect WWE year should be like a symphony. It should go up when it's meant to go up and go down when it's meant to go down and take the audience on a ride. So we're meant to come to a crescendo at the Rumble and it should feel organic. It should feel earned. It should feel like there's been a plan in motion since the beginning of the year after the last WrestleMania coming up into the Royal Rumble. The worst Royal Rumble winners are the ones that just don't feel right. It has to have that X factor and that's why I picked three here. They do not feel right. It's like Steve Brookstein when he ran in 2005 over G4. Just doesn't feel like the right call. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was off the clap. Not even five minutes in, we've already got an X Factor reference. This is going to be great. Yeah, I'm not speaking to you about it. It was actually 2004. I was waiting for Dave to come <laughs> <laughs> No, he does not to correct you. X Factor does all work. You just make the errors yourself like you did last week. <laughs> oh. Well, apart from, apart from David Campbell saying that uh, a Baron's Rumble winner is basically anticlimactic. Andy, what do you think? Well, I think uh, David cleared it up very well there. Uh, but in a short version, yeah, a worst Rumble winner is someone that doesn't deserve it if the, the match itself has been rubbish and the performance within the match. And yeah, it's just, just when... I don't know, I think I'm flabbergasted because of what David just said. I don't even know what to say, so that's my, my point. Well, does anyone have anything to add on top of David's extraordinary point? Right. Just to follow on for that, I think predictability has got to be a factor. Like mm -hmm. just with the way certain people get booked for the last sort of few months, you sort of, you know, sort of towards the end of the year before, you sort of pick out the ones who you think could win it. And it's usually if the favourite's going to win, whether it's in terms of booking or there's a story there, it kind of just deflates the sort of excitement that the Royal Rumble tends to generate. Yeah. Right, well, we'll I guess we'll, we'll start talking about the worst Rumble winners now. We've got so many. I think it's probably worse that like there are like so many like more than what the good ones are. Um so Andy, I'll start with you. So who would you say is one of the worst for a rumble one of worst. I've got two down, so I'm gonna leave the, the best to last, so it'd be the worst to last. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no I think most everyone will say Batista in two thousand and fourteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch this rumble and I'm glad I didn't because apparently it was terrible, but I did see the last minutes but yeah, it was just, it was very, as Dave said, it's like predictability came into it. You know, he is a big star and it would have worked, but Daniel Bryan was on everyone's mind and mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan should have won that Rumble, but now everyone, everyone, he didn't come out, it was a case that we all knew it was Batista and that was it, the fans just turned and yeah. just made it just, just it was so awkward to see and uh, <laughs> it was just terrible. Yeah, I actually, I was thinking about this and I have Batista on my worst list as well, but if I was rebooking that Rumble, I'd still have Batista win it. Now here's yeah. why. The reason that it's bad that Batista won is because WWE tried to push Batista down our throats as a babyface. If you had Batista turn heel on Daniel Bryan, who I would have had to enter the Rumble at 30, kick him in the balls or something like that, Nakamura style, and throw him out, it lets the fans know, A, that Daniel Bryan is involved in the plans for WrestleMania, so we don't have that uproar, and B, it gets Batista hot again after being away for so long. So I don't think the problem was that Batista won, he just didn't win the right way. Yeah, because that was the thing, it was the fact that if Daniel Bryan didn't come out was what made everyone turn in that rumble, and it's like, if he would have been in there, and even if it was Batista or someone else that threw him out, it would have, it would have took the heat off of Batista winning a little bit. But yeah, it was kind of just, it was just booking shenanigans. Yeah, no, just to, I think I completely agree with what the, the guys say. I think, you know, if Brian was in that rumble and was eliminated, say, in like dubious fashion, you know, like, like he said, a Batista heel turn would have been great because then it would have justified everything between then and WrestleMania. 
Uh, but obviously, you know, the, the authority themselves could have just got involved. You know, maybe yeah. they could have interfered and thrown him out. So, uh, yeah, that sort of booking going forward, I think that would have completely justified uh, Batista winning. But again, I think the reason people got so annoyed is because Brian was excluded altogether. Yeah. You have to feel sorry for Rey Mysterio. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, when he returned in last year, he got like a hero's welcome. Yeah. Well, see, we'll, we'll talk a wee bit because David mentioned about you know, the roller coaster ride. Now, you've got the build up between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, so how would you guys rate that build up, considering that you guys think it was all booked in the wrong way? Well, it all worked out in the end. Like, everyone, like, you know, the booking team actually listened, and mm-hmm. in the end, like, Brian got put in the midst <laughs> of the of the Rumble match, but they should have had him at least win it. And then that would just have been a bit of more of organic sort of uh, build to the WrestleMania. But it was still good, it still worked out great, and mm-hmm. he still had that moment. Yeah, it was just that WWE wasn't really in control of the narrative, I think was the problem, because yeah. everyone remembers the build to that Rumble, Daniel Bryan. I think he lost in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he was the last eliminated because Kane interfered, I think. Yeah, so that's not a bad, I would still like keep the exact same road to WrestleMania mm-hmm. after the Rumble. It's just because of what WWE tried to do with Batista and tried to do at the Rumble, it just didn't feel organic. It didn't feel like they had control of the narrative or had any forward planning. Mm-hmm. And see the actual overall WrestleMania match. How would you rate it? Matches fantastic. Two thumbs up. Two. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your thoughts on this? It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just uh, taking over. <laughs> well, that's fine. So we, we've talked about Batista 2014. Stacey, have you what was one of your worst Rumble winners? See. I thought at the time it was a good Rumble winner, mm-hmm. but really, in the outcome and like in the like afterwards, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very good one. Nakamura in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. All right, so eighteen. So last year's last year's winner, Shinsuke Nakamura. Stacey, I made that same mistake last week, so don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Didn't you win in that switch stake when we were watching it? At, uh, a lot of I did. did. Yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> a lot of us did that year as well. Well, yeah. what, what's your arguments for being like thinking it was good at the time, but now looking back? I just thought it was. Uh, at the time, I just thought, oh, this is great. I won. For purely selfish reasons. No, but. I was a, I'm a big fan of Nakamura. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, this is good. Like, he's getting a win. But then afterwards, he wasn't really used to his full potential afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like a bit of a wasted win. Yeah, actually, actually, that's not a, a bad statement because, you know, I think a lot of people around the world, like, were, were elated when Nakamura won because I think he was a, a lot of fans' choices and he threw out Vince's guy to win it. So I think that's yeah. what made it feel good. And they also had that sort of rectifying moment or sort of resolution feel about it because the last time the Royal Rumble was held in Philadelphia that was the year Roman won to mm-hmm. a chorus of booze uh, but yeah I think everywhere everything between that big win it was a feel good moment but then you think okay what now so I think the fact that they just invested it all in the win itself mm-hmm. but they had nothing built in between the Rumble and Mania they said they're just going with the fact that him versus AJ Styles is the dream match Yeah, and you I think a lot of people were really expecting something similar to their Wrestle Kingdom clash, but it just didn't deliver at all. 
Well, see, speaking on that, um, the Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles match, that was dubbed the dream match. Yeah. We were finally getting it in the WWE. But see, between the Royal Rumble and Mania, it just seemed piss poor. Yeah. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Yeah. It was face v face mentality going all the way through. The thing is, though, face v face can work. It's just, it can, it just yeah. didn't this time. It was very flat, which I think it was part of the problem with a lot of AJ's WWE title reign mm. that lasted over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think if they pulled the trigger and given Nakamura the title win at Mania, it would have solved a lot of the problems that we had going forward with AJ Styles because they seemed very short-sighted with his title reign. It was like he was getting guys to feud with for three months with no conclusion or end mm-hmm. in sight and if Nakamura had got the win even with a heel turn it would have set up a more interesting and personal narrative going forward after that because I think as we'll see with the best winners when we get into that later on his win was good in the sense that it could have created a new main event star to push to the next level but mm-hmm. Stacey's right in what she says it just completely fell flat and Nakamura went back to the mid card after the feuding with AJ. See um, when he turned heel at Mania as well I think that was too late. I think it should have happened either like a fast lane or just after it. And that way you could have that face heel dynamic going mm-hmm. forward. And you could even put in maybe a no disqualification stipulation in there, maybe put a last man standing like they went on to have anyway. And, you know, him, you know, going around hitting everybody in the nuts all the time, it makes him feel like a more legit threat going into Mania. Yeah. So, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't agree with that, to be honest with you. Because see, if they had turned him heel before, we would be sitting here saying that they just did it too quickly and too cheaply mm-hmm. to try and build up the WrestleMania. Yeah. I think how they did the heel turn was great. It's a shame the match was didn't it, live up to expectations. It was a shock factor when he turned heel right at the very yeah, end. Yeah, it was, it was a shock. Let's be honest, yeah. it was a shock the way it was done because they did it on respect v respect. I think the booking of respect v respect, you're absolutely right, which should have been done better, but turn him heel. I don't know if we, I personally would have bought into that to be honest with you and I know for sure we would be sitting here saying I don't know if I would buy that, do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a good kinda, yeah. I mean I'd still kind of quite buy a a shield, a a heel Shinsuke, I still can't quite buy into it. It was a brilliant heel in New Japan apparently. Yeah, Yeah, but there's a difference for having slightly more freedom to being contained in a box. He is a heel, I mean look at his finishing move. It's oh, a, it's a need to face. face. You can't get more healed than that. Mm. I think his recent feud with Rusev is the most I've invested oh, in Shinsuke yes. as a heel, and I'm looking forward to their match at the Rumble, mm-hmm. to be honest. And it's weird because, you know, that was his. That was the match they had at Fastlane as well, it was them two going at it. And that was actually one of, probably what, not only Naka's best matches, but I think Rusev's best matches as well. So well, they, I think those two work really well together. Mm. Well, see, would you guys actually rebook Shinsuke winning last year's Royal Rumble? Well, the win itself. Well, the win itself, the build up, anything. No, he should have won that year, definitely. Yeah. But um, I think somewhere in between, they had to just maybe tweaked it a little bit, and then that maybe would have given the whole dream match a new edge. You know, they could have brought in their previous clash at New Japan, for example, because I think that's what a lot of people were referring to. De- yeah, so that yeah. that'd be good. The problem was they built it up too much, they kept saying dream match, dream match, dream match. Yeah. Dream yeah. match. It was all we were banking on. The first time ever in, in yeah. WWE. Dream match, dream match, and then it was just the WWE yeah. sugar coating. Yeah. yeah, they just they like to overbrand stuff and it's it creates a hype. You think? Where did you think we got our historic <laughs> all the show from? I was say, I've seen a gif where it's like, uh, Shinsuke, <laughs> these, uh, it does their own knee to the back of 
AJ Styles head ah. in Japan it's just like so yeah. brutal it's like yeah. no, never in fact you don't that. see it coming as well that just looks, looks even sore yeah. 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 not close to the back of his head yeah. <laughs> I think that's the problem with Nakamura as well though his moves just don't look as brutal in the WWE and no. it, it kind of dilutes his character a lot for me you know PG product got to make it look yeah. at least a little bit family friendly yeah. Yeah. Kind of he just holds kind of, he just stops them on the head though that looks yeah. even more painful <sighs> when Brian did the, the kind of kind of strong style yeah. the medium style David, um, how about one of your worst Royal Rumble winners? Uh, I'm going to go with somebody just because I thought they were just straight out boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberto Del Rio, 2011. Santino should have won that. No, that was just that was just an absolute how joke. dare you? How dare I? Why? <laughs> I'm sitting here upset because Santino should have won that year. He was cheered. Uh, like, I just don't... Could you imagine if Santino had won that? I was just <laughs> never invested in Alberto Del Rio whatsoever. Because you know he came in like what six months prior, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he wins the biggest Royal <laughs> Rumble in history, forty guys in it, and there was just nothing there. Greatest Royal Rumble at the time. <laughs> at the time, yeah. Okay, thank you. Better than Dave. That's wild, dude. I love you, Stacey. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Del Rio just nothing there. That's all I can say, really. I actually had this down as my one of my worst as well to be honest with you, and I've fully rebooked it here on my bit of paper. Dave Cardinal, you have the floor. I wrote down the three words that Dave's saying, bland, boring and forgettable. <laughs> All right, it's what I said about our world of real. Right, here's the way I would reboot so, this. I would have the new Nexus strategy work for CM Punk the new Nexus team up all the way through the Rumble and CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble, right? So I'm solving the problem that Punk has said he never main evented WrestleMania. I have Cena beat The Miz for the WWE title and we have Punk versus Cena with The Rock at ringside instead of The the Miz being in that match, which creates the CM Punk-Rock dynamic going forward, all right? The Miz can then face Randy Orton, who'd feuded with early in that year anyway, after cashing in his money in the bank contract on him, okay? We then I have what I want to watch this one. we then have Alberto <laughs> Del Rio win the world title at the Elimination Chamber, which gives him a bit more legitimacy of having held the gold, and we still have the match against Edge at WrestleMania. But he's not dilute, he's not diluting the Royal Rumble win because it did feel underwhelming to Rio getting that moment, and no one remembers the moment that Alberto Del Rio win the Royal Rumble. Everyone would have remembered the moment that CM Punk won the Royal Rumble and put himself in the road to main event in WrestleMania. So I would have had that in 2011. Solid, actually. Yeah. I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member of WWE Trades. If you're yeah. a chance to listen to this podcast, then uh, maybe you want to hire David Campbell in your next venture. <laughs> One thing I would change about what you said, I think from your side, from the the new Nexus angle going forward, I think that's great. One thing, if it was on a, from a SmackDown perspective, though, I would have Wade Barrett win it because that was the time when the core was also around, and then he would go forward and challenge Edge. And then that gives the core a bit more stability because they were kind of new-ish at the start of that year because the, the Nexus had been around for a while, but obviously the new Nexus adds a bit more dynamic to it. But on the other side of things, you could have maybe CM Punk still go for the WWE Championship anyway. Yeah. But I think for the sake of giving another group a bit more legitimacy, I think maybe Wade Barrett would have been better. He was the he was in the Final Four as well, so he was obviously a, one of the... The choice is considered. And the core were wasted at that year's mania. Core were heavily wasted. Like the they lost in about two match. minutes, yeah. yeah. Well so didn't Randy Orton use the same tactic though for with Legacy when he won the Rumble, so it's kind of Yeah. You'd have already seen that twice. Still good though. CM Punk would have made it. <laughs> uh, Legacy made it to all the way to the end of the two thousand and nine and then Triple H through yeah. Rose and DiBiase out and then Orton gets Triple H out. 
So yeah, same format would, would have worked quite well. You know, it's like it's not like uh, WWE makes us forget anything, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, now, did anyone else want to try and rebook that particular WrestleMania, or do they don't want to touch David's like beautiful oh, no, pitch David's that he's created? Yeah. He's created a beautiful, beautiful I think we've got, we've got two good pitches there because I think Wade Barrett mm. has it wasn't used very well at all in his run with WWE, uh-huh. that would sort of solve that problem as well. Do you know what the biggest insult <coughs> at, that, um, at that WrestleMania was? The Royal Rumble winner and the World Heavyweight Championship match went on first yeah. at that Mania. I mean, yeah. why even bother with the Rumble? Well, it was the same the following year, no? Yeah, no, you're right. Was it the following year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. next two years. Sheamus was in the opening match and he won that year. Yeah, ridiculous. Santino versus Edge. That's what Santino was Santino's the runner up of that rumble. That's the see, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah but he, he done well though. Like, he was booked well. He was outside the ring for about half an hour. Don't care. See, I talk a day and a day about the kind of rest and all of. Now, to me, to see, <laughs> to see Santino uh, throw out Alberto Del Rio, he's thrown him out, and start down the truck and running around yeah. like he's won. That was just the yeah. best ending for a Royal Rumble, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he's not out. It kind of makes me wish he actually finally got that celebration, which is why yeah, I, I kind yeah. of hope he does make a return. <laughs> just like, for this year, just for the Cobra. That'd be fantastic. I mean, it's a throwback. Who doesn't love a throwback? No. I hate that Cobra. You shut up, up Dave. No one likes you. You stole, you you stole one of David Carroll's writing. I, I like you, Dave. Ones. I just don't like the fact you've got my belt around your waist. <laughs> it's just the problem. Yeah, you should have done it. I know, I just saw it. Right, like, see, David stole one of your, yeah. your ones. So, what about your one? What's that, your other one, Dave? Dave took Del Rio from me, Andy took Batista from me. The only one that I have left is a very popular one as well <laughs> Roman Reigns in 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with this one because. I've said you need to set up the Royal Rumble winner all the way through the year so it feels organic. I was trying to rebook Roman Wayne's <laughs> winning in 2015 and could not find a single other person who would have been good to put in that slot. Because here's the problem. What happened at WrestleMania with Seth Rollins cashing in kind of saves the Royal Rumble yeah. in a bit because it yeah. was one of the greatest WWE moments I have witnessed in about 10 years. It was surprising, it was interesting, and by God, it was just good. It was just good. However, Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble with the whole charade of The Rock coming out and The Rock getting booed, so you're polluting The Rock's legacy. You've got an aging Kane and Big Show who genuinely look as though they're five years past retirement, like coming out and being in the final four and eliminating everybody. Hot Scotch feelings by getting on Kane. I'm sorry, I love Kane. Kane should have retired like after the two, like the Undertaker feud like 2011. Like he should have just went off into the sunset, become a mayor like eight years earlier. You know what I mean? Give him some scars, you know. know, Here's, Here's the problem. No one else was a legitimate challenger to Lesnar apart from Roman Reigns. Yeah. However, WWE just messed up Roman Reigns' Royal Rumble win in the five to six months before it. There was nothing else they could do in 2015, <laughs> but by God, it was just a horrible sight to witness. It was a forgetful Rumble. Was that the 30th anniversary? Or, no, uh, the 30th was last year. Uh, well, the can I just say, 
I was actually having an argument to bring in, and that statement has actually just actually convinced me. So <laughs> basically, I was just gonna say, like, I was gonna be controversial. This is my inner feeling. I don't get what the whole. I I get it, but I just think the uproar of women was just a bit too much. Fair that Royal Rumble was boot bad. It was, bit was bad, but rubbish. But let's be honest, like. Okay, subsequently with what happened afterwards, fair enough. But at that moment in time, Roman winning it, I was I was actually one of the few well I guess I'm one of the few people <laughs> that when I watched it, I was just like, why is everyone good? <laughs> yeah, it was like um it was like as soon as Brian got thrown out after about yeah. ten minutes, that's what just deflated the whole crowd. And it's kinda like, you know, as soon as he hits the floor, it's like Spoiler alert, Brian's not winning, and then everybody's just like, oh, good, screw this. They tried to do the Santino thing with Rusev, because Rusev was... Yeah, Rusev you know, sort of was... Appeal, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. right. And Rusev got the Roman Reigns treatment from a year before, because everyone was cheering Roman Reigns when yeah. he was in the final yeah. against Batista, yeah. and everyone was cheering Rusev. For you know thing. what, I think Rusev, do you think he would have made a credible winner that year? No. No, not no. really. Well, if you try, in the context of trying to build a new star, but... Yeah, it's just, I wouldn't have bought Brock Lesnar against Rusev as a main event. Yeah. People would have argued that Brian could have won it, but yeah. we know the situation with Brian's injuries in hindsight, so it's not as though you can say, oh yeah, let's throw him in a match against the Beast at WrestleMania, that would have done his concussion issues a world of good, <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't say that, I can't. He would have still done it anyways. You know what, I think now that you've said it, I think it actually makes Reigns winning a bit more acceptable. I think if they just booked the match itself as a whole a lot better, you know, have like, you know, Big Show and Kane eliminating (laughs) the the up and coming young talent and stuff. It's like, this this would have been okay in like 1999, not 2015. That was the thing, it was just with the booking, as soon as they had the the Kane and the Big Show team up and doing it, I was like, this is just... Went to shit. The only way I could describe it even better is if um, it's it's kind of like a, a bunch of lads going like a lads holiday to Spain or whatever, and okay. the two dads have been invited along and they just ruin yeah. it for everyone. That's how I would describe that Royal Rumble. <laughs> that is a movie. That is a movie. Oh I want dear. to see Don't that. Don't give Dave rights to a movie. <laughs> Was that your first lads holiday or something? <laughs> nah. Here's the thing, this isn't Roman Only Reigns one hate though, because I think we'd all agree, I actually think Roman Reigns is a phenomenal wrestler and has been a great standard bearer for the WWE. There's been a lot of fan backlash, but I don't think Roman Reigns has had many bad matches at all. So when I say it was bad for him to win the Royal Rumble, that is not a knock in his abilities, it's a knock in the way WWE booked Roman Reigns mm-hmm. because I'll say this and we know what's happening with Roman Reigns right now, we're all terribly sad about it. The way Roman Reigns has been treated by the audiences through no fault of Roman Reigns himself is through the fault of the WWE booking team. And when Roman Reigns comes back, I hope they realise and learn from their mistakes. And I can't wait to see the run he goes on. And hopefully he gets another Royal Rumble win. I hope when he comes back mm-hmm. he gets that Royal Rumble win like yeah. right away. He doesn't need another Rumble win. It's already the big dog. <laughs> Don't. No, no. <coughs> I have to refrain myself there. Stacey, you got another Royal Rumble winner that is horrible? Um, could you share with the group? I quite. I'm going to be a bit controversial with the last one that was suggested okay. about Roman Reigns. I actually thought that he was a good winner, but okay. really, I think that was just for selfish reasons because that was the first ever Royal Rumble that I watched. Oh. I just thought that that's not really selfish. Winner. That's not selfish one. at all. That's I mean, it's that's selfish true. if you won the sweepstake. You'd be like, yeah, I, I'm happy because he won it because <laughs> I became the champion, but. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so. so bearing in mind, I just said that my first one that I watched was in 2015. <laughs> my next first one is from 1994. Right. <laughs> it is Heart and Lex. Luger. Luger. Right, so yes. the, dub the double elimination, the double yes. win, basically. Which heart? Yeah. Don't be nasty. You had a horrible, horrible time. So it was a double elimination. Yeah. They couldn't quite declare the winner. Yeah. So they just went, ah, fuck it, both of you will win. Swear so, doesn't start till next week, it's fine. <laughs> so the main thing is, it's at the point of a Royal Rumble, is that there's one winner. Mm -hmm. So there shouldn't have been two winners. First off, if I can have it, nobody can! And then it left some confusing scenarios for. WrestleMania, <laughs> and Luger was incredible enough to win it. The first Luger actually was incredible enough to win it. <laughs> oh. He was getting pushed to be the next Hulk Hogan, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Like it's a little, it's a little, bit, a little bit before his time. Uh, the Stars and Stripes outfit, the Lex Express. Oh my god, what was that all about? Do you think this was uh, Vince McMahon's Troy Bolton moment? <laughs> <laughs> His head's in the game, but his heart's in the song. <laughs> and he just, he can't decide between oh. Lex Luger, who's like the throwback to the past Hulk Hogan era, and Bret Hart, who represents the new generation. And he's just like, oh, what way do I go? Let's just have them both win the Royal Rumble. Let's just Can do I both at the David same time. Can I have David Campbell on all my panels because he makes High School Musical references? <laughs> was that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> that was things you could have on a wrestling podcast we just got a high school musical reference that's we're all in this together Dave <laughs> anyways I'm just as bad is as anyone that. else got anything to add about you know Brett that hit my heart and left uh, Lex Luger I no. well, that well I think well, well, uh, it didn't really work out for Lex Luger but yeah. you can no. say Bret Hart bottled to the top well that's the whole <laughs> <laughs> It's funny when he does it. Box to the top. I know what. Is Andy it? has no idea. We need to watch High School Musical. Andy's, Andy's, not seen <laughs> Andy's not seen a movie since the release of Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> ages, man. You'll get, you'll get some upset. I think uh, Scott comments. just watched that movie though because he heard Kane. Oh. <laughs> well, just the Kane. I'll, I'll, I'll say Kane. this. I'll say this about Logan and Hart. Is I bet you're in a movie because you cheeky bastard. It's left that legacy of. Fans feeding a double win, perhaps. <laughs> it's like, I hope they don't do this again. again. Yes. Remember 2005? How I feel. 2005 was, was very nearly a double win because he yeah, yeah, was out by accident. Yeah. Uh, and that's when Vince well, Williams caught getting the ring. I kind of felt like that way, <laughs> so asking yeah. Nikki Bella last year. I was like, oh my god, they're both going to win it. Oh no. Oh, I watched no. that one last night. I'm just sitting there, like, in an orange shower to the ring. Just sitting down. What's great is. While you guys calm down, I went to the rest of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team and also, also <laughs> I went to the fans and the listeners to get their best and worst. Now, I, I don't want to discuss this, like I want to get this in. One of the worst Royal Rumble winners, 2019 David Hockney. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, 100%! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. After I'm, all the, the heart and guts I put into avoiding elimination fine. in that quiz, you're calling me one of the worst? I wouldn't uh, say hearts and guts when you're just writing down stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the 
maybe it's a little bit sweat. I'm sorry, it was an overwhelming majority vote that I got sent in. Dave, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you're a bad winner. Either. I threw the goat out and I threw the, the medium-sized <laughs> red machine out as well. So Thanks, I can't Scott. believe you studied for that quiz. Um, I'm gonna have that recorder of you through the goat out the next time I phone the RSPCA, so I can never have to win <laughs> the championship again. Um, we do not condone violence to goats. Yeah. Some other ones that I got in was John Cena in 2013. Yeah. People were calling that predictable. Fair. Uh, Sheamus in 2012, we've yeah. already lightly touched on that about having an open WrestleMania. What was the purpose of main eventing WrestleMania if you're going to open it? Um, Vince McMahon, 1999, absolutely no need for it, was one of the comments I got. It's kind of like when Mr. It's My Podcast Stephen cashes in on <laughs> <laughs> um, And another one I got in was Brock Lesnar, 2003. No. 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 No, no, no that was not at all. In hindsight, because he left, but. It, Built but they left a year even, after. Yeah, right. but it built him as even more legitimate than he was, and it was a yeah. good main event against Angle. So Do you know, you know what? That's maybe one King of the Rings <laughs> year before as well. Yeah. He's also the youngest Royal Rumble winner. That's yep. not yes, WWE. I don't think that's WWE's fault. The way yeah. Lesnar turned out, that's the fact that Lesnar decided to jump off the ship. Yeah, he didn't like to travel, so <laughs> just, that was why he left. Very like quickly, has anyone else got anything that we've not mentioned already? I want to go into Vince McMahon, but um, oh, yes, touch I, on Vince McMahon. I think Stacey has. Oh, Stacey's got another one. I've got one. Um, I just think that the fact that Nikki Bella didn't win the Women's Rumble is a disgrace oh, <laughs> and uh, an abomination. Right, was Asuka's win wasted in the same way that Shinsuke's was? Yes. If we're going to say that Shinsuke's was a bad win, I would say that Asuka's is also a bad win because of the same reasons we discussed well, with Shinsuke. Uh, but, at the end of the show, uh, who's the focus on? No, no, but I'll disagree with you. At least Asuka and Charlotte was a great match. That was a yeah. Yeah, great, great match. match. It's the best yeah. place in the card. And like I, I'm going to gloat because I was one of the very, very few of this team that actually said that Asuka was going to lose at WrestleMania. Um, th there's no other way to <coughs> shut up, Quacker. Because <laughs> there's no other way that it could have happened. They're not going to make her lose it on an episode of SmackDown. They're going to make it on a B class pay per view. It had to have been at Mania. There was no other way. So, I I, wrong. I, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think, do you not think Ronda Rousey's debut is all kind of overshadowed it? That's what I mean. It's like, yeah, so the that, that's focus the thing that overshadowed it. But. Uh. Unfortunately, we have run out of time for this first half. <gasps> oh, I didn't even get to go into my fantasy booking. Well, you know what? Andy, you've got the floor. Right now, I've got to feel the pressure. <laughs> Imagine you were lying. <laughs> 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 oh, I've prepared stuff. Oh, wait, I'm not. Sorry. Oh, no, actually, no, I do. Uh, one of the worst Close ones, and bluff. I'm surprised that no one else had this. Uh, it was just a fan suggestion, mm -hmm. but Vince McMahon went in. 1999, the owner of the company winning his own match. Coming in number by one elimination as well. The greatest Royal Rumble winner of all time. My friend Stone Cold Steve Austin, because we're both bald. So, you know, that's why we're friends. It's a private club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, uh, I've, I've got a booking thing as well. So, uh, basically, I think everyone's going to say, like, they think. Who should have won that? Would have been Stone Cold, but I would have reckoned Mankind should have won mm. because uh, you know the turnaround he had and the wins he had. And fair enough, he did go into the Rumble uh, as a champion, but you should have had him. Maybe he lost, and then maybe he goes into Rumble at the end. You have him win it, and then you've got him and The Rock at WrestleMania, and you have that as the big grudge match. 
and then you have Stone Cold just have the, uh, you know, he fights the rocket, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and then McMahon screws him again, and then he's like, Stone Cold's like to McMahon, like me and you, that mania. Because overall, that mania was terrible, and The Rock in Austin, even though it's an iconic feud, that first match was just, it was just an aftermath. It was just a McMahon versus uh, Stone Cold feud. It's like, why don't you just have them together? Mankind was just a special guest referee. You have him fight for the title, and you have this, like, if he wins, you have this, like, emotional moment. What a beautiful picture, Andy. I, I, I nearly cried myself. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's the fact that Vince won by hiding, though, not a good thing oh, to the, have in the canon of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. If we're thinking in-universe, now That's people... That's the biggest heel move ever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you hide the ring. Did I go up into the stands and... No, they went into the bathroom and uh, the, I think people attacked uh, Austin and the women's ladies uh, in the bathroom or something like that. So. I'd love if they did something like that this year for a heel to win it. Can you imagine Quacky? I'm going to paint a picture for you here. Andrade Cien Almas hides the full time after entering the Rumble earlier on, comes back out, like Zelina Vegas hiding him or something like that to win it. That'd be the best How heel move How could she beat him? She's like a quarter of his size. <laughs> she has like, I don't know, a car from <laughs> <laughs> They steal one of Del Rio's motors. A big motors. <laughs> just to just been in the warehouse. That's <laughs> for just sitting in the crowd with a mask on. Yeah, JBL's limo, like after he comes out, it's a surprise entry. Have it under JBL's hat. Yeah. He just shows up in JBL's limo and then the Undertaker pops up beside him and scares him out of the car. I, like I mean, that's Selena, she's smart. Uh, and she's also That's something that I can actually picture, like the Mr. Kevin Owens, like this one, like full board heels, just sitting at the commentary table, just yeah. like what he did before. Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to pick my moment, I'm going to pick my moment. Right now it's time, and then it's like, oh crap, I'm, I'm out. The problem with the Miz is he's so hated, like in universe, like in the fictional world. Oh, sorry, he gave he gave Shane McMahon the very very best birthday present ever. <laughs> that's true. A crack a pair of shoes. Exactly, <laughs> but like that's something I can imagine like Kevin Owens doing. It's yeah. like coming in, it's like just going through the very slight, uh, like going like under the bottom ropes, like ah, technicality, sit at the sit at the commentary booth. Yeah. Like that would be the best thing it's ever. It's how won the Cruiserweight title back in the day, in the Cruiserweight Invitation. He ran into the ring, just the bell rang, yeah. ran back out and then showed up at the end of the match for a wee tadpole splash to win the belt. Great strategy. Mm-hmm. That's what I should have done for last week's quiz, just left after round one and come back, <laughs> sneak back in for the final round, right, we're ready to go. Give your heart 44 eliminations. <laughs> That's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game reference. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys. I think we'll go to a very short break just now because we've, we've we've actually made like the best of a bad situation talking about the worst winners. We are uh, quite good at talking about yeah, bad things. Yeah, we're uh, quite good at talking about bad things. Right? <laughs> we're quite good at making the best of a bad situation. <coughs> kind of. Just, just say that. Well, we're happy, sunny, positive people. Anyway. I don't want no complaints again. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to a very short break, and over the break. We're going to listen to the top 10 most dramatic rumble finishes? Yeah, endings. So we'll see you in a bit. This is bad boy Liam Thompson and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Goodbye, Rock. I told you I'm picking the big show. The big show is toying with a rock. He's picking his, picking the side. Here he goes. Uh, oh, the big show's over. Upsetting rubble history! 
will be the biggest upset in Rumble history. Throw him out, Santino, throw him out. Santino is going to go to WrestleMania. Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. No, this is great. You got to be kidding me. Al Shawn Michaels eliminated Diesel. Here we go. Shawn Michaels eliminated Edge like that. Went for sweet chin music. listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back to this episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am joined by Andy, Dave, David, Stacey and Kwaku. And we are talking best and worst Royal Rumble winners. So we've talked about the worst. Let's now talk about what we've deemed the best and the good Royal Rumble winners. So... Andy, yes. what in your opinion makes the best or a good Royal Rumble winner? Makes a good one. I might just like say his name because he is the best, but obviously. <laughs> uh, what makes a good winner? Uh, someone who deserves it, obviously. Uh, makes use of a good. St- what? <laughs> 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 
This is serious. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I think Stacey just Andy broke Stacey. I don't even know what I said. It describes it well, obviously. <laughs> it was just the top level punditry and what you said. It's, it's kind of like a Michael Owen being off. Whoever scores the most goals won't win. <laughs> It's not right. often they don't score, but when they don't yeah. score, they hardly ever win. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Azzy, so the winners clearly deserve it. Yeah, what the... I don't even know what I said. Sorry, ignore it. As you were. Anyway. So yeah, um, make sure you have a good storyline, how they perform in the rumble itself, mm-hmm. and you know, if the fans are behind them. And sometimes if it's aiming towards like a dream match, you know, I think that's sort of a few... Would you say a historic or a first time ever? Historic. Thanks, Thanks Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> David Hockney? Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think <laughs> just, to, just to follow on from what Andy said, yeah, definitely somebody who who comes across well in the Rumble itself, those who actually put in an Iron Man performance worthy of winning. If they're sort of getting booked quite well, but not overbooked. You mean like Finn? Yeah, like <laughs> our boy Finn, Finn Balor. Your yeah. boy. <laughs> Did you say boyfriend or no? <laughs> our, our boy. He's my boy. He was Finn's boyfriend. Do you not think he had an interview by now? They <laughs> were just chat. First Rumble match, he lasts nearly an hour. So I mean, he could easily have won that Rumble. And he, was, I think he's always over with the fans. Like I think, but nowadays I think this the fans these days I think they want an experienced veteran, but not with WWE like an indie, yeah. an indie darling to win the Rumble. I'm nowadays. sorry, but is Finn Balor not an indie darling? He is an indie darling. Well, you just said. Dave. <laughs> I think I think what Dave's saying is is right, he wants like it's a veteran who hasn't quite got that push before and deserves it, or it should be used to build a new up and coming main event talent. Mm-hmm. I think that's the two types of Rumble winner that you get the best. Yeah, yeah what he said. Stacey, have you got anything to add? I agree with what's been said. <laughs> well done, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> Put a lot of thought into that. Right, so we will talk about our best for our Rumble winner. So Stacey. Who is one of your best for a Rumble winners? That was a very angry Andy. Okay, so one of my best Rumble winners is from 1992. Oh wow! Woo! Ric Flair. And why Ric Flair? Seeing the world. Sorry. Having a moment. So Stacey. I've never got Jay Lethal being Ric Flair. Okay, so. Sorry, guys. Stacey has to go. Okay, seeing the world's title on the line added something to this rumble. Capped off with arguably the the greatest performance in rumble history from the winner. Please, Stacey. It's almost like you wrote that yourself. Does anyone else have anything to add on Stacey's very, very well written? Um, (laughs) It was a great rumble. One of the best things about it is uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan's commentary because it's like he's just behind Flair all the way through, and as soon as Flair's like about to go, he's like, he starts like, no, no, he can't. And he's like, oh, no, he's in it. He he knew what he was doing with Flair and all that. And Flair was a veteran in the WCW and 
AWA and all that, and he was already used to like our matches. So it's like to him, this was just like a you know a walk of the park. You could say that Ric Flair is to nineteen ninety two what Finn Balor is to twenty nineteen. Like that veteran who never got the shot in WWE before, getting that reward and getting that Rumble win. You also have to. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, so you also have to remember he came in as the the real world champion because he had the big gold belt when he yeah. when he debuted. The big gold. Mm. I've got a list of the people that he beat for the title. Who's in this match, this? and it might be the best rumble field of all time. What do you mean, who's eliminated? Who, no, who was in the match with oh, okay. him? The British Bulldog, Ted DiBiase, Shawn Michaels, Greg Valentine, Nikolai Volkov, Big Boss Man, Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake Roberts, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Jimmy oh. Suka, Undertaker, Randy Savage, Sergeant Slaughter, and Hulk Hogan. Boom. Imagine saying what you beat Sid Justice. I missed nice. him out, he's rubbish. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> imagine saying that Mate, you... Mate, he has half the brain that you have. Imagine you saying that, man that you beat... <laughs> I never you were such a Sid Justice, Mark. I just love his punches. <laughs> I know who's the president of the fan club now and the sole member. Can, uh, I, can I ask, I'm, I'm only doing his bidding because he's not here with this around there. Vistara Mabel. I didn't see, I didn't see Vistara slash Mabel slash Big Daddy Man boobs on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was there in spirit. I was only doing Gabby's bidding. But so imagine Gabby, saying that you beat me. all those men and the spirit of Vistara for the world title <laughs> in the world match. <laughs> that is, that's just an incredible feat, you know? Yeah. Right, well, apart, which is why I picked him apart one of the best. <laughs> apart, apart from the, the title being on the line, and what else made him the best pick? I mean, did it influence any storylines going forward? Or He ended up facing uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah! Waiting for that. But the storyline going into it was about. They're both named David, so it's sync. It's two sides of the same coin. Wow, we just had agreement from the conspirator and the goals. That's what the best rap, Batman yeah. and Joker, you know, yes. all the great rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm head, because I have a head. Oh, well, I have you a fantastic you try friend's to reference. Friends, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, did that just have a coma there or something? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? No, it was like, ducks and ducks. I have a brain, which is right on the, the quiz last week. <laughs> Anyway, right, now it's just it's just a shameful so, trying to get all the pop culture references. Behave, 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 behave. Right, unless it's funny, don't do it. You're just a high school musical. He's the one that made the reference. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> you like the reference, though, so you're just as funny. So he faced Randy Savage at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, he faced Randy Savage at WrestleMania, and the storyline going into it was that he had sex uh, with Miss Elizabeth before Randy Savage did. And that's How Fair he! He had photographs! Woo! And he was showing them off. <laughs> <laughs> I just love doing Ric Flair impressions. Well. See, that's <laughs> I see. I actually don't mind when WWE do romance angles because wrestling, as was pointed out in Glow, is a soap opera. Yeah. So, we, it's a conversation that's came up recently with the whole uh, Uso, Naomi, Mandy Rose storyline, whether we really need that in wrestling or not. However, it just depends if it's sort of tastefully done to a certain degree. And bear in mind, this was back in the early nineties with the WWE, who aren't a very tasteful company to begin yeah. with. So it just the comes, 90s it was during their sort of golden era. So it wasn't didn't actually use sex. It was just you know alluded to the yeah, but dad shenanigans. Flair comes across as a bit 
I love Ric Flair. He's a jet flying. <laughs> I love Ric Flair. He comes across as a bit of a sleazeball. Well, he is a jet flying. What's the reference? He makes stealing. Space Mountain, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on Space Mountain more times than someone else. Yeah. Wow. And he's had sex with over 10,000 women. So yeah. he's got a lot of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 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 And Allegedly. 16 world title wins, more That's importantly, true. Andrew Mitchell. Um, That's true, you don't want to be kissing that belt after he has, you know. What was the, oh. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the legacy of this like title win, though? Because we're talking about the match with Ric Flair and Randy Savage, but it was one of the first world title matches not to main event WrestleMania since the first one was yeah, it? Yeah, because yeah, it was Hogan. It was always about Hogan, wasn't it? Yeah. They should have, because the idea would have been you should have had Hogan and Flair. That should have been the main event at WrestleMania. But McMahon thought because the house shows wasn't doing well with it, they wouldn't have much attraction. And it was just like, you know, even back then, he, he still didn't know what he was doing. Even the most diehard wrestling fans back in the day would know to put Hogan and Flair in the main event of Mania. Yeah. It's not a dream match between him and uh, Savage, though, you know. Yeah. Uh, David, what are your best memorable wins? Uh, 2007, Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. Why do you have to go ahead and steal David Campbell's one? Well, it was, it was, the, it was the first one I wrote down when Stop I was... Stop stealing everyone's ideas! It was the first one I wrote down when I was thinking, right, out of all the rumbles I've seen, which one did I enjoy the most? And I think, definitely, Undertaker. Yep. A couple of stats for you. First entry <laughs> to win the Royal Rumble is the number 30. And it was the longest time between the last two entrants in a Rumble match. So him and HBK, you know, they went... It was between them two, they lasted about seven to eight minutes between them two. And yeah, that was considered a record for the final two. Yeah. At the time, at least, hopefully. So, but yeah, um, I wouldn't change anything about the way Undertaker was booked in that match because obviously he got rid of Great Kali, who would just throw everybody out, and he sets uh, a stat. You know, he's first person to win at number thirty. It was the first, it's the only Rumble he's ever won in his career, and I think he was long overdue it. And his road to WrestleMania build, it was all about. You know, this is when the streak was getting a lot of attention. You know, that was his story. He was going to WrestleMania to defend the streak and win the World Championship. So I wouldn't change anything about, you know, the way Undertaker came across in that year's build because it was just perfect. And his feud with Batista turned into something properly magic. Yeah. I always remember the start of the match where it's just to just go at it right away and it's just like, whoa, this is like, this is it. It's just starting now. Mm. Kind of See, off. he's not just like... Um, spooky dead man or whatever, yeah. like, he doesn't just psych people out. Yeah, he actually is a legit <laughs> fighter, you know, because he's like, see those punches he does at the start? That's like, <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was a very slow punch. Yeah, on the, the, the punches he does at the start, I think any boxer would be jealous of those kind of hits. When he's a boop, 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 boop. And then he scares the ref off just by staring at him. Bear punches, That's what he does. Bear punches than Shane's anyway, but yeah. um, I agree. I actually don't like that statement that you said earlier on about people deserving it. I think it's I think it's especially problematic, but when it comes to the Undertaker in two thousand and seven, I don't think it can be argued that he did indeed deserve it. Because you look at for one, the physical shape that Undertaker's in, he never looks more like a star than he did in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. He looks grizzled, he looks big, he's quick, he's strong, and he just looks terrifying as well. But he looks legitimate, which is a word you bring up about his strikes. He looks like a legitimate fighter at this time. And also what Taker had had to go through for the company in like the two years before this Rumble win was absolutely abysmal. He had to feud with the monsters of the week that they were throwing at him, like Heidenreich, like Kali, even to an extent Mark Henry. He wasn't getting that main event push that his ability 
made sure that he dictated he should have. So when he wins in 2007, the reason this is such a good win is because it puts Undertaker back up to the top of the card and he has some of his best matches we've ever seen in his career against the likes of Batista, against the likes of Edge, against the likes of Punk that all come after this Rumble win and it puts him back in that spotlight for a whole new generation of fans. Yeah. It was like, during the period, it was almost like a filler just to have his, just in the main event. You knew he wasn't going to win it, but yeah, this kind of legitimised him being back on top. And it's kind of, like, kind of like being the highlight of the show, but not quite yeah, the, the guy. Yeah, a special attraction. Yeah. Aye, so. And we've, we've been talking about like their performance in the Rumble and it dictating it. You brought up the fact he's the first one to win from number 30. But I watched this match back and you forget how long it goes on after mm -hmm. the last yeah. entry comes in. It yeah. was basically two mini matches he has like after he enters the world three, if you count eliminating Kali. Then he effectively goes into what is a two-on-one handicap match against Rated RKO, mm -hmm. and then he has that sequence against Michaels, which is uh, mm -hmm. arguably the precursor to what they would do yeah. at WrestleManias down the line. Do you so, what was even pretty bold as well? That Rumble was held in San Antonio, yeah, Shawn Michaels' yeah. hometown, yeah, and he was the last to be eliminated. It could have went either way. I think the crowd would have went home happy. I, th I think that's the fact that yeah. in storyline they couldn't acknowledge that Undertaker is also like a hometown boy from Texas, yeah. but the fact you had two Texans in the final two of that yeah. Rumble was pretty special as well. I mean, like you said, you felt like from number 30 it went on. It was only actually 13, 13 minutes, 15 seconds. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. It was 13 minutes, 15 was that seconds. That's how long the yeah. uh, Undertaker was actually in that Royal Rumble for. I think it was only two eliminations, I think. Three, three or two. What three, I think, yeah. He's like Ben Affleck in Good Will Hunting. He makes the most of the time he has. For <laughs> <laughs> such random references. Now, I will come to Andy. Now, I have a, I have a feeling <laughs> of who you're going to pick. Because when I asked you, you went, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I went, which one? He went, all of them. <laughs> so have you got a particular one? So obviously, Stone Cold won 1997-1998, becoming a back-to-back -back winner, and then once again in 2001. Yeah, yeah. Which one stood out for you the most? 2001. Right. Uh, by far, he is the greatest Royal Rumble winner in history. David's looking at me very. Well, he has won the most, so he has won the most. He just <laughs> the thing. It should be quality over quantity. To be honest, in his first Royal Rumble, he eliminated ten. Man, yeah, resetting the record. He's the only man to be eliminated and still win a rumble. Also, yeah, after sneaking yeah. back in because no one actually realised yeah, that he got eliminated. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. And he's just, uh, he's just a hell of a performer. Was that, was that when not made redundant though? No, no, no. How he's still, dare you? He still, he never went to face. Why? Well, he, he, he's recognised as the winner, but he never got the championship. Match. No, no, because yeah, all the shenanigans. Um, but no, the reason with this one is like you know he'd been out for a year for his neck injury. You know, he was in the main event picture, but he never was getting the title. And then if this was like his moment to have him back on top. And, you know, he comes out and he gets attacked straight away by Triple H. And he's already in the match and he's got the blood down his face. <laughs> it's just got so many iconic moments. It's just the, when he's he's in the corner and then the rocks in the other corner and they like look at each other and they both stand up and it's just the... The, just the emotion, the you can feel it. Yeah, and you're just like... Then it already sets in motion, it's like it's going to be these two mania. And then just the way he wins by smashing like Kane just with shitloads of steel chairs and then just like he eliminates him so hard he nearly goes <laughs> flying out the ring as well. And it's just the crowd are just so just happy that he's back on top, that he's gone to WrestleMania. Andy, Andy looks so happy and passionate yeah. talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is the greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble winner in history, David Campbell. But I've said it here first. David's, <laughs> David's look. It's not Ray Mysterio. I want to see what your opinion <laughs> is on this. I'm going to give a hot take here because 
I understand that Stone Cold Steve Austin is the biggest star wrestling-wise in the history of WWE and was their main star for the most popular time in the company's history. Mm -hmm. However, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels and Roman Reigns and John Cena all get a hard time for politicking themselves into winning a lot of matches and being overbooked. Why does Stone Cold Steve Austin not get the same hard time after because, winning three Royal Rumbles? Because Stone Cold Steve Austin is an everyman, he's a blue collar up there. He's against the man. He's like us, David. Well, maybe not you, you're a bit upper class, maybe. but. Uh, <laughs> but he's like me. Have you seen where I live? It's yes, definitely it's very lovely. It's the opposite of upper class. Wow. <laughs> the civil war in Glasgow, you're just. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I feel like it should be coming right now. <laughs> no, but like, it's, he's not though. Who's that? Like, that's the character he plays, the guy, and that's but been he is packaged. Hard times, that it? was packaged by the WWE, yeah. and when he came, that 2001 was his third one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was, yeah. Right. Could you not have used that to put another star who'd had to play second fiddle to Austin over? The thing is, though, it's like when you look at that rumble, the amount of big stars <coughs> there, and it was like, you know, it's WrestleMania 17, it's in Texas. This is by far, and it's still in history, is regarded as one of the best WrestleManias. And you've got The Rock, who's already a big star. He doesn't need to win, he won last year. And you've got Austin, who just come back from this career, nearly career ending at uh, like surgery. And he needs this one, he needs to be back on top. You've got, and it's just like going down the road, no pun intended, to these two just to face off. It's like, it's money, it, it makes money. Everyone can see it, and everyone wants it. There was no one in our audience, probably like two people, we can't hear him because everyone's like on the feet <laughs> cheering because Austin's won. To what be was fair, the... he does have a point because when we go back to the best and worst Banias, everyone was saying 17 the best, mm-hmm. like a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And that, that's got to be the best one towards that. And, so. and they did have, that was the, the My Way video package yeah. for the... the I know, I've got so much made made One of my favourite breaks I've produced, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to say it's a bad Rumble win or he's a bad Rumble winner. And I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> it annoys me with the hypocrisy that's around Stone Cold Steve Austin compared to other top guys in the company's history. You sound like Vince McMahon trying to keep him down. Vince McMahon never tried to keep Austin down. (laughs) Austin made him a billionaire. Like he's never been storyline, David. He was never not Vince McMahon's guy, despite what was portrayed on screen. If you do look back, it's like yeah, he did some politicking, but he was always, you know, the fans never turned on him, and he was always working injured. He He was always going on. He walked out of the company because Vince asked him to put over a rookie. No, he walked out. That's different. He he kind of he walked out because it was like because Austin's a businessman. And he did say that you can make money I out of this. He's a blue collar guy. He is, but he's always, he was a business. But he's portrayed as that. Like you're on. just you're just throwing your arguments against me. I'm not just crazy. I'm going to defuse the situation right now. I'll just defuse it. You two, shush. Can I just say one thing? You got it anyway. I'm sure everyone has got has had a manager or a boss that they have not liked. I would love to stun them and their family. Let's be honest. Let's oh, yeah. be it's true. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean like yeah, businessman. But I'm paying, I'm playing devil's advocate yeah, yeah. because 2001 goes down in many people's books as the best Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I just. It would be boring if we just sang Austin's praises for the full time. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we'll move on. I've actually got one for myself, but I'll let you guys discuss it. And it is Rey Mysterio 2006. That was one of my favourite. I like that. It was, it was yeah. a feel good moment, Same. but I think afterwards it was kind of like. It was, I think it was 
heavily milked afterwards. Yeah. You know, it was it was all for Guerrero, and it's like fair yeah. enough. It was sad that Guerrero passed away, but yeah. they're using that on Mysterio. Using Eddie for storyline purposes. Yeah. I mean, would he have agreed to go with it? Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, but of course he would. I think yeah, it did. It did seem a bit cheesy at points. Well, didn't they say? Uh, I remember reading somewhere it was like, didn't they say it's like Ray and Guerrero weren't really that close? They were like, you know, they were friends. They were close, but not that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, they were always portrayed always say, as being like know. family. And uh, <coughs> I, I think the one, the one thing that made it enjoy for me, just in terms of him winning, was the fact that he'd also set the record in that Royal Rumble for the for lasting the longest as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what made it a little bit more exciting. It's like you've seen him come in. One of the first guys in there, you're like rooting from all the way to the end, from to actually to actually do it. Oops. I think that's the thing that's that made it. It was a great one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he did wait this hurricane run over the top and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's a quite unique way of doing it when you're not the biggest or the strongest guy in the match. Yeah. So I think the way he sort of he was able to figure out figure out how to do it, it kind of gave it a bit of. Uh, bit of legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got two points to make because I think this Rumble gets a hard time and this one gets a bit of an overly hard time yeah. for being like, oh it's overly sentimental and it was for Eddie Guerrero. It's not as though it came out of nowhere because I like to talk about 2005, we'll forget the chance, the year before Rey Mysterio made the final four and lasted in the Royal Rumble a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think he, he made it to the final four, got eliminated by Edge yep. uh, that year. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not as though he didn't have history of doing well in Royal Rumble matches and kayfabe and I think it's the best thing that could have happened for Rey Mysterio's legacy as a main eventer because his run with the title after he won at WrestleMania 22, admittedly not the best, but I think I grew up and this was the first time I got into wrestling, the first promo segment I saw was around about this time and I immediately knew that Rey Mysterio was a big deal because he'd won the Royal Rumble and was going to challenge for the world title, Mm -hmm. so in my eyes as a young child growing up, Rey Mysterio was up there with some of the greatest of all time and that is like the way my generation going into wrestling around that time sees Rey Mysterio to this day as one of the top tier wrestlers on the planet and I don't think that you would have kids still to this day wearing Rey Mysterio matches at WWE events, masks, (laughs) (laughs) wearing Rey Mysterio masks at WWE events if he didn't have this Rumble win, didn't have that first world title match that proved to the company hey we can have Mysterio as a top guy, we can have Mysterio in the world title conversation and we can have Mysterio going up against these other top level heavyweights. Mm Sorry, I'm going off topic a bit because he mentioned Rey Mysterio. Yeah, fan. Have you seen his masks lately? Yeah. It's got much like mask written on the side yeah. of it. As if you'll pick up and I think, like oh, this is a nice shirt. <laughs> 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 like, what? Yeah, no, I, like, I, like his, like, I like his mohawks on his, yeah. on his mask. It's actually. just a shame that you know when you got to the, the Mania match itself, <laughs> it was in Chicago as well, which is like a, a die-hard wrestling crowd. I don't think they were buying it. Like he it was, was a nine-minute match. They were in the middle of the show. Uh, that was a hard audience. Do you think, um, well, not assuming it was for like, you know, the main events box, obviously it was, um, it was a, basically just a halfway main event. Do you think that's why Randy Orton got added? Do you think because there maybe wasn't as much drawing power as they originally thought? I don't know, because yeah, uh, Orton won it in No Way Out. So he had a justifiable reason to, to challenge for it. Mm-hmm. I would say the fact that Ray eliminated Randy last in the Rumble suggests that they had the overall plan to do the triple threat from the start. Uh-huh, yeah. And the fact that Kurt Angle was doing the wrestling machine gimmick that wasn't really a face or a heel at the point, you needed like that detestable heel to be in the situation. Yeah, so I think it was good to have Randy in there. Randy Orton was that guy, yeah. yeah Angle, Angle was, was over as a face. Yeah, yeah. Angle just got brought in from Raw just to win the world title at the start mm-hmm. of the year. And I can't remember why. Why did it? Oh, because Batista. Yeah, he was a heel on Raw. He just got out of the elimination chamber 
at New Year's Revolution that year and all of a sudden next Smackdown he's won the World Championship yeah. after Batista vacates it. Yeah. So maybe that could have thrown him in. Do you think it would have been like Ray and Batista Mania? Maybe? It's a hard tell. Yeah, could be, hard could tell. be Batista Orton. Yeah. Maybe Batista Randy Angle. Orton. Batista yeah. Angle would be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, has anyone else got anything different that they want to add uh, in terms of who's their favourite? I have one, yes? uh, and he's walked for miles inside a pit of danger. It's, uh, <laughs> it's big, big Dave Batista. You know, I talk, I talk about him in my film podcast all the time because I think his acting work right now has been superb. Drax but you, you can lay the groundwork from Drax and Blade Runner twenty forty nine and all these great performances right back to the two thousand and five Royal Rumble. That's what the scene, <laughs> that's what the scene was fire for me because this was this was an era where WWE went all in on creating new talent and new main event stars. The year before, did they go double or nothing? I think hey, they went up or nothing, Dave. The, the year before they had Benoit and Guerrero as the two guys, but I don't think that was creating new main event stars as much as it was fan service, and I hate to say that. They were giving the rewards to the, the guys the fans have been buying for years, but hadn't really fully went behind them as the next main event stars. Look at the final four in this Royal Rumble. You have Dave Batista, John Cena at the peak of his powers, I add, because the, the pop that man gets when he comes mm. out to the Doctor of Fuck Comics, man. He was the most popular guy in the business. He was over, yeah. the swear jar's not to next week, he was over <laughs> as fuck, man. Like, he was like, done. you had Edge, who was beginning, beginning the rated R superstar gimmick, and you had Mysterio, who was going to go on the next year yes. to be that main event guy. Batista winning was perfect. The right time, the right build, it's the perfect symphony is that year. Is that year. On the edge of the up, David. <laughs> Hinting at the evolution combustion. You've already had Orton no, go. You want Batista to get out from underneath that wing. You have Ric Flair try and turn on him in the rumble, mm-hmm. but Batista's not the guy to eliminate him. So you don't know that Batista's going to turn an evolution mm-hmm. yet. And then one of the greatest moments in Raw history, the Bischoff's in the ring with a contract, Long's in the ring with a contract, thumbs up, thumbs down, Triple H goes through the good. table. Yeah. I've never watched that live. So that's that's what's good about that win because they actually planted the seeds yes. of a, a match with Triple H. Like, not even as like early as New Year's Revolution, like just towards the end of the year as well, you saw Batista sort of it's teasing the, with it a bit. It's the Beethoven of Rumble wins, I'm telling you, perfectly composed perfectly structured and we got a great rivalry with Triple H over which had some of the best matches in Batista and Triple H's career even to this day. Well, the first, I'd say the, the first match wasn't that great. <coughs> I liked it. It was just like, here's, here's and the And that's title, what's <laughs> it was the It was the end to what was a very it got solid bit. build to a feud. That was it did get better with the Hell in a Cell. But I oh, yeah. well, who doesn't like a Hell in a Cell match? Uh, the thing is, though, with the Batista thing, you say it was like perfectly, perfectly sort of organised, but it wasn't. It was supposed to be Orton that was doing that, but Orton wasn't getting over. It was supposed to be Orton and Triple H at that year's mania. But as uh, a bit of like Brian, they noticed that Batista was getting some, you know, chance and stuff. So they were like, oh, and Orton was sort of, they wasn't getting over as a face. So it started to see where it would go and yeah and that's kind of it worked out well and everyone did love Batista at that and time. I look at Big Dave now calling out Disney yeah. and Twitter there's no one he won't take on no, oh, yeah. there's no one Dave Batista won't fight <laughs> you know what I think if you've I if I was a betting man I would have bet John Cena to win that rumble yeah you know because obviously he was arguably the most he popular really did. he was he was being <laughs> set up for a WWE championship match anyway so but both those guys go out to Mania and win their respective brands yeah. world titles anyway so it was <laughs> <laughs> a thumbs up for everyone. They could have went for either of them. That's mm-hmm. the beauty, exactly. that's the beauty of the, bl- the brand split for me, is it creates that unpredictability yeah. with the Rumble. Mm-hmm. If you only have one, that's why 
rebooking Reigns was so hard in uh, 2015 mm -hmm. was because there was one world champion. Having two world champions in multiple different ways those stories could go yeah, helps create that unpredictability. Yeah. Um, so I, I went back to the listeners and I went back to the team. Uh, so I'm going to list off some of the people, or some of the ones that people have said that is their best ones, and we'll get our opinions now. I will start off, I know it might create a bit of controversy, but a lot of people did actually say this, and it was Chris Benoit in 2004. Mm. Now, I know it's a bit of a nifty subject, Chris Benoit, it always will be, yeah. but that's one that a lot of people said. At the time, it was rewarding a veteran who the fans were completely behind. Mm -hmm. It's a good Rumble win, however. Yeah, the, the Bill, that was his first Rumble as well, mm -hmm. was it? Yeah. Yeah. And he went in as number one, and he won the whole damn thing. Well done, Dave. Good way to understand. Uh, the next one, another people, another number of people said was Hulk Hogan in 1991. I don't remember that. I feel like when before the the world title was sort of uh, a part of the rumble, it was kind of just like, oh, he won it. Good for him. <laughs> oh, he won it again. Yeah, that's Good for him. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like Strowman's winning the greatest yeah. rumble. It's like a, it's yeah. kind of happened, it's but kind of it's not. It's kind of small or something. Rather than, but everyone knew Hulk Hogan was, you know, yeah. I mean, he'd get punched three times in Hulk Cop, so obviously he's going to win our two Rumbles in a row. It's before my time, anyway. So. Yeah, I was born that year, so. You look like a young Terry Bullard with a blonde hair and the, the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that people came up with was Edge in 2010. Yeah. Great. The best Rumble return for me. Mm -hmm. um, and a well-deserved win because I think Edge is one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. Shortish. So for him to have that accolade is perfect. See, I think shortest win as well. The return I think sort of overshadowed the win a bit, but I think it, there was no better time to have done it. Yeah. Kind of like you know Asuka losing at WrestleMania. I mean, the, what other time could you have done it? Yeah. yeah and it's a shame as well because I said that. Huh? Sorry. I said nobody believed me when I said that about Asuka. I was going to say it's a shame I'm, yeah. so, I'm still going to hold this over everybody's heads. You won. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to hold it over everyone's head that I was right. <coughs> anyway, sorry Andy. That's alright. Uh, we've moved on. <laughs> um, another one, there'll be no surprise if what panel member said this. The Rock in 2000. Oh, was that uh, <laughs> Steve Wilson? No, it's Ross. Joking, that's Sarkozy Ross. Don't take this away from the glorious leader of Ross. Well, technically, oh, <laughs> technically <laughs> the Big Show. Actually, yes, he's right. The Big Show actually the won that show. match. <laughs> Although it was never officially recognised. No, it wasn't. No. Um, we have also got just because it was the first person to win from the number one spot, HPK in nineteen eighty five. The famous one foot moment, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That rumble isn't that great when you watch it. It's no. I think it's just like the moment, it's just because he won from number one. Yeah. I think but that's what made it like. And the, made the most of, of the two foot in the floor yeah. rule as well. And, yeah. and it was like, the, there was like, everyone was coming in a minute, so it was just like, before anything, you knew what was happening in the ring, it was like, Countdown was on, I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm not a fan of that era of WWE watching it back, to be Sorry. honest. Like, this was in Stacey just opened a bottle. Do you know what? I hate that when it happens in the cinema. Like, just open it quickly, Stacey. Just open it all the way. I was going to try and keep the conversation going and crack it in a box. Because I can hear in the headphones. It's like someone was letting a balloon go slowly. That's why I was trying to keep the conversation flowing and hoping that no one was going to, like, pay attention to Stacey. Anyway, watching a quiet place in the cinema and just, like, the amount of time you can hear. <laughs> this is why I do the eating and the drinking in the cinema before the movie starts. <laughs> You're like trying to be quiet, make some louder. Yeah. I've only told someone to be quiet in the cinema once, though it was hilarious. Oh, no, I just throw things at people. Oh. What? Is that, was that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what and the <laughs> 
Det var jo lavet. Nå, Chris Parker. Tweet så sagt, så på et true tweet. Gas for at se, der froser people. Det er correct answer, get surprised. Correct answer, get surprised. Funniest answer, also get surprised. What the hell surprise, though? I don't want to know. Lost answer. Dave's ESSR title. Wild Dave's still attached to it. And the final one, Andy will be so happy. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 97 and 98, was the other ones that the Lusters mentioned. Shock was that both Andy? No, it wasn't actually. It wasn't actually, no. No, it was Mitchell Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my alias. <laughs> uh, it's, it's French. It's French alias. Yeah. Michel Andre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still got some time. Good pals with Dave Mastiff. Hi, Dave Mastiff. Has anyone else got any of the best ever uh, Rumble winners? Uh, you've listed all the ones I had, so I'm um, good. Oh well, Dave's, Dave's quiet. I'm just, I'm just looking forward, and hopefully we get a best Rumble winner this year, not a worst one. You know, mm. um, I think the most boring one that could come this year for me would be Braun, oh. Braun one because of the predictability factor. That was probably Triple H in 2002. Mm. They've come back from injury. That was a good one, actually. Yeah. Do you know what was a good win? This is going to sound controversial. Triple H when he won the WWE title yes. a couple years ago. I enjoyed it for the sheer reason the fans were behind it and maybe not on that night. Just because the Roman Ross got it just, yeah. Yeah, like just Roman. gets Roman Ross. No, you know what I hated about that match? Well, Roman was basically taken out of the match for about half yeah. an hour. I mean, that doesn't well, make yeah, him come across how- as a as a fighting champion. Yeah, it did make him look like a weakling. Did Ambrose over though, because he was in the final too. Aye, Ambrose yeah. was last eliminated, yeah. And it was good to get, we got that moment of Triple H just going like, I've sent these underlings after people for so long, <laughs> it's time for me just to get back in there yeah. and right. do the job yeah. for me. Right. Get the League of Nations out there and see what they do, as they offer oh, God's sake guys, right, I'll do this myself. It was the, to- it was the Thanos moment, like he puts on the gauntlet uh, <laughs> in the Avengers, I'm going to do it myself. Uh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm the issue with that match though was like, as soon as it was announced it was for a title, I think everyone knew it's like Triple H is winning this yeah. and Roman's going to face Triple H. Yeah. I actually won a sweepstake that year because I had number 30. And then uh, to, uh, next year I get number 30 again. I'm like, yes, yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. And who's number 30? Roman Reigns. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So only time I booed Roman. Was that the most... year that we all wanted uh, some more Joe to come out? Yeah. 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 Brock, we got, oh, instead we got a Samoan called Joe. That joke is so, so old and Stacey's but, so funny. Well, the reason I hated that Rumble is because joke. it just made oh. the whole WrestleMania oh, set up. Oh, is that not what you were laughing at? No. Oh, okay then. The whole WrestleMania it, we were. He said we were. Out, said we were expecting some more joke. But said we got a Samoan culture. It's like uh, Stacey just woke up from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Stacey, pay attention. I'm making jokes here. I know. I was laughing at something else. She no, was laughing no. at uh, Brock Pokemon Tom. She's. <laughs> <laughs> My expert's gonna love that. Reference. Oh, I hate that he guy. Does. He's my new, he's my new rival. That's Tom, I've moved Tom on from Rob. David Hockney, and they're coming after this Dutch yeah. delinquent. Tom, we love Tom. Oh, Tom's really nice. Tom, he's now got a bat called Bruce Wayne. He's got a bat called Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's got a bat now. One thing I will say about Roman Reigns' title defense in that Rumble that year. It just made the WrestleMania set up so damn predictable. I didn't even watch that. They minute. even they went so far as to exhaust every other option to say, "Oh, look, there's no, there's going to be no twists, no money in the bank cash ins, no other surprise challengers. It's going to be Triple H versus Roman, no interference, no other challengers. This is what you're getting. He'll win. You'll cheer him. 
and everybody was just like, nah. Didn't they have to like edit the booze out? Just yes. Yeah. And not only that, they actually brought him out with like injury, like like a busted nose or something. Yeah. While Dean Ambrose faced him at the that roadblock pay per view. Yeah. Because then people could like claim that wait, Ambrose could be challenging for the title as well. But what's even worse is like the road to WrestleMania was going through Chicago that year. They would not have taken mm. Roman Reigns lightly as, uh, a, as a challenger. We did have the fast lane match leading up to the number one contender. Oh yeah, that was a that was a joke of a match. I wouldn't have minded if someone else had won apart from Roman that year. What about Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I wouldn't have minded Goldberg. Team. I wouldn't have minded Ambrose versus Triple H in Mania, and have Brock versus Roman. <laughs> And a loser leaves town match, and then we wouldn't have had to put up with Lesnar again yes. for all this time. Albert Lucas, we've already had forget, you right the greatest match ever that happened at that year's fast lane. Yeah, Curtis Axel versus r Truth. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> it was like it was an Edge and Christian segment with the New Day yeah. that ended up becoming Curtis Axel versus r Truth. Fantastic. And on that note. <laughs> I think it's a good time to end this week's show. Um, so this has been a great episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, I think, talking best of worst Royal Rumble winners. We were fantastic. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stephen Wilson, we're coming for you. <laughs> uh, well, actually, speaking of Stephen, next week he's back in the hosting chair, actually, <laughs> um, for our official Royal Rumble preview show. But then guess what? Not even a couple of days later, I'm back in the hosting chair for our takeover Phoenix um, panel, which... Woo! Yes, Woo! exactly. Dream team. That'd be fantastic. Excuse mm. me. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, so we've got our Royal Rumble preview show, Stephen Wilson's back in the hosting chair. I'm back hosting our NXT takeover Phoenix preview special. And then the following week, we have got something special in the works, which I'm not going to give any spoilers because I'll get in trouble. I don't even know myself. <laughs> um, I so, should know. Yeah, you should know. I know. Another <laughs> Royal Rumble quiz. <laughs> but yeah, so we, the uh, greatest Royal Rumble quiz. All I will like say. All I will say is that we have actually got a host that's never hosted before. <gasps> now I don't know. <laughs> so keep an eye on what's to come. Remember. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Suplex Retweet. Remember, and please vote for us at the Re uh, the Wrestling Independent Wrestling Awards for Media and Quack and Stacey for Fan of the Year. Woo! And make sure you're subscribed on your preferred social uh, social media platforms, podcast platforms. I have been Sarah Grieve. This has been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and I want to say thank you to my panel. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Listen, I don't care what the. F you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!